Conversations with inspiring women about their stories and the neon colors that they have to share. This is the Neon Woman Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Neon Woman Podcast. My guest today is Maria Vadishi. Maria joins me to discuss her origin story, her journey as a psychic medium, what it's like to be able to deliver such beautiful messages to people from the other side, her book, There Is No Death, Only Life, and the inspiration behind it, what it means to be a neon woman, and so much more. Anyone who knows me knows that I am really into spirituality and mediumship, so it was such a pleasure to talk to Maria and delve into her world of being a psychic medium. I really hope you love our conversation. Here it is. Maria, welcome to the Neon Woman podcast. I am so excited to chat to you today. I am so excited to be on here and chat with you. Thank you for having me on. I always start with the same question for everyone because I feel like we're all known in the world for what we do. But I love to know who is Maria in the world aside from what you do? Wow, that's a um, that's a big question because I am I'm so energetically entwined with what I do. I live it, breathe it every day. Um, so I really walk the walk, and that's with helping people and helping people to connect. So that's a big part of who I am, is helping people to connect. I love that. Hopefully that kind of answers that one. That's that's a really great question. Thank you. Yeah, it, it definitely does answer it. And I feel like the work that you do is so integral to helping people and healing people. It would be really interlinked with who you are. Definitely. Yeah. And especially since I'm that person that um, even I have a good sense of humor about myself, too, which I almost think you have to have if you're doing what I'm doing, that I've been laughing because I just moved into a new house and there's a lot of new noises. And yes, I've already picked up on some things. And I'm the person that would have the serial killer like right over her head going, oh, shoot, I thought you were spirit, son of a gun. So, yeah, I I have a great sense of humor about it all, too. I'd love to talk a bit about your origin story, because I believe that the way we're raised shapes or doesn't shape uh, the paths that you take later in life. So, um, mine, these spirits, I would have picked up on them at age like three and four. And... I am the child that reached out to mom and dad and said, hey, can you tell them to quiet down? Mm-hmm. And they humored me the first time. But then the second time I got yelled at and get back to bed, stop it. Just there's no one there. So I realized at a really young age to shut my mouth and don't say anything because not everybody hears and sees what I am and 
I was very much a child that never wanted to get in trouble, did what I was told and was quiet. I was quiet. So for me to come out of that later on in life and say, you know what, this is the path I'm going to take and this is what I'm going to do. I really stepped out of that circle of fear in a big way. And I know that the intuitive line was on my mom's side. And I was definitely that first one to step out into this in for the family. So I feel like I almost, you know, like I also healed some karma within the family by me doing this. Yes, 100%. So did you grow up in a spiritual household? I mean, I always tell my story. I grew up with a mom who was incredibly tuned in to spiritualism and spirits and crystals and all of it. So to me, it was always really normal. But I know for a lot of people, it wasn't the norm. Oh, definitely not the norm. Um, Roman Catholic. That is the household I grew up in. We went to church every Sunday. So I was also the four-year-old in church listening, you know, to the priest going, well, yeah, he's wrong with that. Well, that's not right. And yeah, which is most four-year-olds don't do that. Um, so no, but later in life, you know, my mom used to get astrology readings, mm -hmm. but I remember that when I was more like a teenager. So I'm sure she did it before also, but just kept it hush hush mm -hmm. where by the time I was a teenager, I knew that she was going to get an astrology reading. Um, I don't know if she got psychic readings. I, I wouldn't put it past her. Um, I am sure we never talked about it, unfortunately, because it was just something we didn't talk about. But I am sure she was very intuitive, very. Well, this podcast is all about the neon colors that women have to share. But sometimes our neon colors get dimmed for various reasons. I'd love to know if you have your own story about when your neon colors were dimmed and what your journey was to brighten them again? You know, definitely with relationships that I've chosen, um, they've definitely all tried to dim that. And definitely the last big relationship I had also really, um, so I feel like with our life lessons, we're given these lessons and if we're just not quite getting it or if we're like, oh, I got that. I'm not going to repeat that. I totally got that. But then we do repeat it and it's in a bigger way. Mm -hmm. And then if we're still all, you know, filled with ego with, oh, no, I got it that time, but I'm not repeating it again, then it's going to be in your face even bigger. So that's what happened with that last one where it was in my face even bigger and it was a really trying to smash me down in the hole mm -hmm. kind of a thing where you get that push pull like oh yeah you're a great psychic medium and but then you sit there and you get this slap back where it's like was that a criticism? Was it a compliment? What just happened? Um, 
So it was definitely an awakening for me when I finally walked away from that relationship. I said, because in this relationship, I was told, you know what, you're not a teacher, you can't teach. And that's okay, you're just not a teacher this lifetime, you're just not that smart. And going, well, yeah, he's right, I'm not. But thinking, really? Because I've gotten kind of far in life. And how did I get this far if I'm not that smart? And then a, you're not a writer, I'm the writer. So I'll write your book. And my name will go on the front cover too. And just getting smacked in the solar plexus going, that just does not feel right. So when I ended the relationship, I said, screw you, I'm writing that book. So it really fueled my energy to do things immediately that before I thought I couldn't do. I love that. Yeah, because I feel like it can go either way with relationships like that. Either you can drag your ass for years and years and go, all right, what do I need to learn from that? What am I going to learn from that? Or you can say, and this is what I did. Thank you, universe. I really get it. I'm really stepping back from relationships because I understand now what you're saying. I've gotten this message over and over and I'm really listening. And you know what? I'm going to write the book. And hey, on top of it, I'm going to start teaching classes. And now I'm going to do this and this. So I stepped out of my comfort zone with everything. I put ego aside and said, If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But these are things I need to do because I was really told I couldn't, but I know that that was a lie. Yeah, I love that so much. Let's go back a little bit. What was, what has been your spiritual roadmap to find this calling from, you know, from when you started hearing spirits? Did you see them as well? Was it clairvoyant? So, and when I say that, yes, I I could hear them and see them, it's all like third eyes. So Mm -hmm. it's all in there, like when you're having a dream or when you're thinking about, you know, a past memory, how you start hearing your thoughts and things like that. So I would start having these conversations with spirit, but it was funny. It's like, I knew it was with spirit, but then I was second guessing myself but I started listening. So that's what I started doing. Instead of being all stubborn and bullheaded, I one day said, so how's that working for you, Maria? Hasn't been working so far, has it? So let's start listening. And like I said, I always have had a great sense of humor about myself. So I started listening where things started opening up more And I started literally like taking things and going, oh, I know you're trying to tell me something with that. Um, One time with a relationship, this is an example of where I knew I was supposed to leave the relationship. And this is a different relationship. I knew I was supposed to leave the relationship because it wasn't good. It, It wasn't what I needed at that time. But I like to make things work that really are not gonna work. So it was almost like I was like, okay, well, I'm going to need a sign if I really need to walk away from this. I saw a white dead horse in a field. Who sees a white dead horse in a field? Wow. (laughs) Where I'm like, okay, that's my sign. I get it. Thank you so much. I totally understand what you're trying to tell me. 
in a very big way because I am stubborn and I need to see things right now in a big way. And I listened and I left the relationship, more things opened up. So I also had an understanding of if I listen and I move forward with what I'm being told and what I'm being shown, more things in my life will open up. And that's what kept unfolding. And then how did you, how did you turn that into working as a psychic medium? Um, it was moving forward and it was, so I would, I took classes, um, worked with different mediums and I kept being told by them, oh my gosh, you are, you're a psychic medium. I can remember having readings. You are a psychic medium and going, I don't know, really, I don't know, but I listened I listened. So it was almost like at that time, it didn't really matter what I believed. I just knew I was supposed to move forward with this. And then there was that day of where I was doing readings part-time. And then I had another like full-time job that I was doing. And I was getting that message of, you know, you're supposed to quit that and you're supposed to be doing the readings full-time. And I kind of stopped. And I mean, it was a big leap of faith. And I said, okay, you better provide for me because I'm going to do this. And I did. I, within a month, had shut down the full time and was just doing the readings. And more readings were coming in. More business was coming in. So I also have a practice of thanking the universe every day, probably about a hundred times during the day, but it's a, it's a real sense of gratitude with me. I really am so grateful for everything. So it's not just me going, oh yeah, thanks. Oh God, did I forget to say things today? No, it's a, I am so grateful for all the little things and the big things, everything. Absolutely. Well, can you talk about your work as a medium a little bit, especially for people who have never really had a psychic reading, what what your your job is, so to speak, as a medium for people? So um, for me, I, like I'm going to connect you with a loved one. And with my readings, when your loved one comes in, they're going to give me more of the characteristics of how they were in life. So that's how they connect with me, where you're going to have that knowing of that it's that person or this person, um, because these characteristics will just start flowing out of me. And then what will start happening is they'll start talking about a memory you had, or it might be a conversation that you had the day before. All things of where I, there's no possibility that I would know these things. Um, and there is, you know, people will ask me, Maria, can you really have closure with someone that has passed? Absolutely. It is um, a process during the reading and it's the things that will start coming through that there is no possible way I would know and they really do apologize. Um, 
but it's also the it's the knowing of that I'm connecting with that person because the things coming out, I wouldn't know. And that's where part of this closure comes in. And when they're apologizing, they're apologizing for these certain things that happened or that they did that again, I wouldn't know. And that's where the closure starts to happen of a, oh my God, that it's them. And they really are apologizing. It really is them. And I love it when that happens because then it helps us to keep moving forward because then we're able to let go of it. We're able to let go of that hurt and that pain that that person caused us in life. Yeah, I'm someone who's seen psychic mediums for years and it's such a healing experience to just know that death is not the end of a connection with someone. Exactly, yeah. Um, and it's always good to come into a reading though with like I say, an open heart and an open mind because there is no medium out there that can say, okay, I'm definitely gonna connect with this person and this is what they're gonna say and this, we have no control over that. We have no control over who comes in and what they say. And because I definitely have had spirit come in where I can just see my client shutting down. I'm like, oh, they didn't want this person to come in because I can feel the energy closing in and shutting down. Um, it's just, we don't have control over it. We just don't. Um, and it's good to know too, that your loved one now is on a soul level where it's not the same as when they were here. Mm. They are now on a soul level. And I believe that the souls that are meant to come through with a message for you are the ones that do come through at that appropriate time. I really believe that too. I believe that they're the ones with the biggest message if you're open to hearing it. If you're open to hearing it. Um, because it, it really does happen where, not too often, but just recently I had one too where the person was shutting down and I, I call it like the curtain closing. And I'll have to ask the person, okay, take a big deep breath, you know, and because maybe it's not the person that they want to come in mm -hmm. or it's not what they want to hear, but it really can be so healing if you're open to it. Absolutely. <clears throat> Do you struggle to switch it off, so to speak, when you're just in public, walking around, is that something that, is that a skill that you've had to learn so you don't just get bombarded with messages for people? No, so I always laugh too. And this, I guess this will be something I thank my father for because my father was a bit shut down in life. And um, I had a brother that would literally say earth to dad. So my dad was pretty shut down where I'll laugh and say, well, thank God I got something good from my dad. I am able to shut it down, shut it off. Every now and then though, there'll be a mom. It's those moms with daughters that will get in and I will not give a message if I'm out at the grocery store or something. I'm not mm -hmm. that person. 
But what I might do is compliment the person and say, oh my gosh, it's really beautiful necklace you have on. Or, oh, I love those shoes because I'm sitting there going, I am not going to talk to your daughter right now saying it's you because I don't know what's going on between you and your daughter. And, and if you did something and, but I will give her a compliment, I will do that. So then what I'm doing is I'm also boosting that energy up for the person. Yeah, I love that. Well, you wrote a book called There Is No Death, Only Life. Can you talk about the inspiration for that and what you hope the book can bring to people? My mother was definitely the inspiration for that. Um, I can remember during her passing thinking, I really want to help people with this whole process with death. My mother was terrified. And... Um, she had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and when she was, my mother and father were in Florida and I'm in Michigan. So I can remember thinking something was off one day and my mother kept telling me, oh, I'm fine. Yep. No, no cancer. Cancer's gone. I'm good. I'm fine. And I talked to the, she ended up back in the hospital and I talked to the nurse and I said, if this was your mom, would you fly in right now? And she said, well, yes, I would. And I said, thank you. And I got a ticket the next day to come in because I was already feeling like something's up and she's lying to me. So when I got there and I asked the doctor, um, what's going on? How is she doing? I got the, she has 10 days. From not knowing anything to being told your mother has 10 days. I was like, what the hell? And I asked, I said, does she know that? Does my father know? And he looked at me like I was nuts and said, well, yeah, they know. And I said, are you sure? Because they were in denial, such heavy denial. And I and the doctor said, but you probably shouldn't talk about it with her. And I said, all right. And I honored that with my mom and I didn't discuss it with my mom. I just made sure that everything was good for her for those last 10 days, that it was all going to be fine. It was all, she had what she needed. Um, and for the last three days, my mother and I were extremely connected. And I knew if I was there at the end, she wouldn't let go. Mm -hmm. So I was not there at the end. And I know I did the right thing. And I'm comfortable with how that ended up. She was already in fear of dying. She was already in this deep, like, we couldn't even talk about it, let alone if I was there. It would have made it so much worse than it already was. Um, so I wasn't. But I had friends lined up that would go and visit her um, during those last three days. And during that last day, I called in the morning and I said, can, you know, dad, and it was like first thing in the morning. And I said, dad, can you put the phone up to her ear? Um, and I said, mom, listen, I got my plane ticket. I'm going to be back today. And she was already in that not talking at the very last. And I said, I'm going to be there tonight. Within two hours of me telling her that she passed. Wow. She didn't want me to be there when she passed. 
that really set me with, I did the right thing. I did the right thing. Like that validated it for me because it wasn't an easy decision. I knew it was the right decision, but it was not an easy decision. So I wanted to write a book where people knew, listen, your loved ones are with you. They are right there with you. They're helping to guide you. They want to make life easier for you. You just have to listen. They, they don't want you in, you know, they want to make things easier for you in life financially. They want you to be happy. All of these things just they're right there listen to them yeah absolutely well my next question kind of feeds into that because I find it so hard when I know someone who's lost someone they love but they don't have they don't have a concept for going to see a psychic medium and all I want to do is kind of offer them that suggestion but you can't offer it to everyone for anyone that's that's kind of hesitant or has never seen a psychic medium before but they're desperately wanting closure or messages do you have any advice for them um as long as you go with an open heart and open mind I feel like you're just fine um don't go in a reading wanting to prove the medium wrong that's the wrong way to go in because you're going in with a closed heart. So don't go in that way because that's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help your loved one that really desperately wants to connect with you. It's not going to help the medium. So just go in there with an open heart and an open mind and it will work out as long as you go in that way. You know, it's, it's, I'm not saying don't go in being a skeptic. No, go in being a skeptic, but go in being a skeptic with an open heart and an open mind. Yeah. I think it's also difficult because there are, you know, pretend mediums around and it's, I've only used ones that I know are authentic. I think that can be a struggle for people who perhaps have just gone and seen a random psychic and they're definitely not authentic so what you should do too is you know try to get a referral from someone or look at reviews most mediums that have been doing this for a while they've got reviews they've got a website that you can go on oh my gosh and i am going to mention if instagram facebook there are these people that what they're doing is like, I've got one and I cannot get Instagram to shut it down. They've added an extra eye on my name and these yeah. people go and they message. Hi, I feel that you're in need of a message. Would you like a reading? I and any reputable medium will never, ever, ever freaking reach out to you on social media asking you if you want a reading that will not happen. You know why? Because I have a website and that's where my clients book. And if I sound irritated about this, I am because it hurts my heart that people are being taken advantage of this way. Absolutely. And it's horrible. It is a horrible thing that's going on and it makes me really angry. 
So just know that we will never reach out to you. We will never reach out to you asking for money. That's we have a website. We have PayPal. Um, you know, where you do all of that, you book your reading. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Just I think what makes it worse is I feel like people are becoming more receptive to spirituality and psychic mediums. And then you have this as the flip side where impersonators are just taking advantage of you. You need to report the impersonators, please report them. And I've had so many people report this person and Instagram has still not shut the account down. Now the accounts blocked me, but I still have, I had someone just yesterday, hi, did you message me? I don't think it was you. And I'm like, no, it was not me. I, I am, I'm getting close to shutting my Instagram account down because I'm so mad about it. I, I don't know what to do about it. Just know that I would not reach out to you that way. And it's so insulting to the authentic mediums that are out there. It is very insulting to us because now we've got this going on where they've stolen our pictures. They've stolen our posts and they've made their own accounts but they have switched the name up with, somehow. For yep. me, we've added an extra eye on Verdeshi. So be careful before you book it. Just be careful. Absolutely. What do you hope your work as a psychic medium brings to people? Because I think I think it's such a healing experience. It's the healing. That's definitely a big part of it. Um, a healing, um, a not kind of like walking around like this, but seeing the bigger picture, knowing that your loved one's right there with you, knowing that you're not alone, knowing that you have help. Um, that's all things. And, and the biggest part is the healing, the healing that goes along with it. It's, it's very much a healing journey that happens. Um, and knowing that it's really nice when you start listening and you start moving forward forward with things that you're hearing or that you're getting these little nudges on because it's also a fun experience. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I'd love to know, Maria, what's the most surprising thing that you've learned about yourself through all the different seasons of your life? Um, besides talking with dead people, <laughs> that can be the answer. Um, that's a big part of it. And just knowing that, um, God, having that great sense of humor with it too, just mm -hmm. that having that conversation with spirit and going, okay, I know you're there and I know it's you and having this relationship now that, um, and my mom passed like in 2009. And I have a very different relationship in spirit with my mother and father. My mother is much of a closer guide to me mm -hmm. where I'll hear her walking up and down the stairs in my house. And I'll say, oh, I know that's you, mom. Um, and I acknowledge it. So I also acknowledge things and thank them. Um, it's got to be talking with spirit 
is really I stepped out of my comfort zone. I finally said enough is enough and I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and I'm doing it in a big way and I'm really going to listen. And it's and a it's gift with, that you're sharing. Yeah. I And I love sharing it. I love teaching. I love teaching classes on mediumship. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Do you love poetry? Have you ever just wanted a little bit of inspiration to start your day? A Poem a Day by Lomacket is that magical book of inspiration you've been looking for. One poem a day for every day of the year. Available now on Amazon. Go and get your copy today. For more information, go to lomacket.com or neonwoman.com. I'd love to get into the bonus questions that I ask every guest. Mm -hmm. So I have a Neon Woman playlist on Spotify and every guest adds a song. So I'd love to know what's the one song you play to brighten your neon colours? I love that song, Here Comes the Sun. Here Comes the Sun and Dancing in the Moonlight. Um, I love music though. And I love all kinds of music. In fact, I tell people that is the quickest way to change the energy in your house mm -hmm. is to play music, dance, and sing. You will totally start getting the energy up here yep. instead of in the solar plexus. You pull the energy up. And so I always remind myself too, but those are like two songs that really, they'll zip it up quicker than others. I love that. What about love is wild to you? That's a good one. What about love? I feel like love is in everything. So I want to say that love is in music. Love is in art. Love brings inspiration. Um, love can change a mood, but see, it doesn't have to be um, in a relationship. It can be, I'm out in nature and I'm feeling love and that can change your energy, change your mood, and it can bring the energy up. Um, so if you're open to it, you can find love in so many different places with so many different things and you can feel it. You can feel the love vibrating off of different things because yeah. everything is energy. Yeah. Amazing. What about your fashion sense is original? I wear a lot of black, but I do like color also. And whatever I'm drawn to is what I'll wear. So my fashion sense is more of what's going to make me happy. What's going to make me feel good. What am I drawn to? Um, I'd have to say I like vintage too. I like vintage jewelry and vintage clothing. Um, it all just kind of makes me happy. So whatever makes me happy, whatever starts putting a smile on my face is what I like. Amazing. Most people hate that question, but I find it interesting to, to see what makes people original. It is an interesting question. I love it. What do you do to keep your mindset magnificent? Oh, God, we're going to go back to music again. Um, because music really is one of the quickest ways for me 
if I'm feeling like, oh God, poor Maria, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty quick on going, oh, really? Well, what are you feeling all sorry for yourself for? Mm -hmm. So again, and it goes back to that sense of humor. But when I put on music, it instantly changes it instantly. Where again, I'm like, oh my God, I've got a smile on my face. I'm dancing. I want to sing along to this. Um, music is my reset. That Same. is my reset button. Same. Love it. I love it. Music is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And you like you said, you just feel the energy shift when you play music that you love. It's a reset. Yeah. Where is the most adventurous place you've traveled to? Um, oh, it's got to be Vieques, which is in Puerto Rico. It was fun. It's it's like this own little island. And oh, my God, you got to take. So you take like a plane from Michigan. So you fly in on a bigger plane. But you have to take what they call like a puddle jumper from Puerto Rico to Vieques, which, OK, that made me a little nauseous. And the island is, oh my God, the water is so blue. And they've got these wild horses all over the place that are just, it's kind of like music for me when I see horses. It just brings that vibration up where it was just a fun place to go. Amazing. What is necessary to you to have a healthy lifestyle? And the word healthy can mean different things for different people. So the word I have, I right away want to go out and do gardening. So, which is, um, so in the house I just came from, um, and it's almost like I'm guided also when I'm gardening and I'm breathing, I'm getting that fresh air in, I'm talking to spirit. And so with this house, it needs all new landscaping and I'll be the one doing it. I'm trying to get the inside done first though, before but yesterday that didn't work out because I was going outside pulling out things. It's definitely getting out there with nature and gardening. Like that just makes me feel alive. It makes me feel refreshed. It just wakens me up again. Yeah, nature. Well, nature is very healing. It's really healing. It really is. Um, and I can, I get lost out there. I can be out there for eight hours and go, oh my God, what time is it? I think I need to go in yeah. I get lost out in nature. And then which woman or women are inspirational to you? They can be famous or non-famous. Oh, so, okay. You know that, um, there was just a mini series on, um god was it called gaslight um, oh yeah gaslit um eleanor roosevelt i was just totally drawn to her and, and not that the others weren't but i was like oh my god i didn't know that she did all of that like she did so much with moving women forward and with you know the the articles that she would write the speeches that she would give, um, her push with the United Nations and then being, you know, first seat on there. 
it's like, holy cow, what didn't this woman do? So inspired by her. I, like, I already knew she was this great woman, but then to see that, it's like, okay, this just brought it in a bigger level for me to see it like this and not just read it. So, oh, so for me to see it. So reading it's one thing, you know, in the history books. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then I got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Visuals are so important, I think, sometimes. I think so, too. Maria, this has been amazing. I've loved chatting with you. My last question. What does being a neon woman mean to you? Stepping out of that circle with a fear and really not letting anybody dim my light. Um, trusting in myself. But when I say trusting in myself, it's, it's distinguishing the ego and leaving that over there and just having that knowing of. So definitely not letting that light be dimmed again. Yes. Amazing. Um, and moving forward and listening. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, Thanks. where can people connect with you? Where can they book a reading with you? Tell me all the things. Um, MariaVerdeschi.com is my website. So you can book a reading, see classes, see events that I have on there. Um, and you can also see like reviews uh, my book, There Is No Death, Only Life, is on Amazon. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, but I want you to be careful and know that it's me. I spell my name with one I, the last name, not two I's. So, and just, I'm, I'm going to be a preacher about this. Be really, really look at the spelling because that's what they're doing with all the mediums. They are spelling it differently. That's what they're doing. So just well, be careful. I'll make sure that I put the correct links in the show notes I for everyone. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for your time. I've absolutely loved chatting with you. Oh, thank you for having me on and I have loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Neon Woman podcast, a Neon Network production. Follow Neon Woman on Instagram and Facebook or check out neonwoman.com for all the latest episodes and so much more. Thanks for listening. <laughs>